And by having that good baseline practice in our life and just feeling good at a basic level, it really preps us to handle everything else just with a little bit more grace and ease. It's just one thing that is setting us up for success. Welcome to The Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hello, hello. This week's episode of the Sensitive and Soulful Show is a special one. I am bringing to you an audio training from the Highly Sensitive and Soulful membership. This is the very first audio training that I ever shared in the membership from September 2020, and it's all about how to stay grounded amidst overwhelming situations, which is an essential skill for us as highly sensitive people. I'm excited for you to tune into this episode, and I also invite you to hop on the waitlist for the HSP membership if you are interested in getting in on the action in the membership. So we have guest expert workshops every month, monthly Zoom meetings. There is an amazing library of helpful HSP content, including audio trainings like this one you're going to listen to today, journal prompts, self-regulating techniques such as EFT tapping, whole library of meditations. Like it is packed with so much goodness and we only open it a couple of times a year and things may or may not be changing to only being open once a year for enrollment. Hint, hint, potentially still playing with it. So if you are interested in joining us in the membership, hop on the wait list at the link in the show notes and you will be the first to know when the doors are reopened. Enjoy the episode. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Highly Sensitive and Soulful Membership. So excited to be talking to you. I'm so excited. This is actually a thing now and we're really going to dive in. So my thoughts for these audio sections are just to kind of have it be podcast style, just kind of riffing on the topic of the month and touching on some main points and just sharing my own experience with you. Nothing super formal or anything like that, but just just sharing, speaking as I would if we were hanging out in the same room. So this month, our topic is on how we can return to a grounded, present state in the midst of overwhelming situations. So this is the first topic that came to mind for me because personally, it's been one of the biggest struggles that I've had as a highly sensitive person. So for highly sensitive people, it's much easier for us to get to a state of overwhelm than for non-highly sensitive people. The reason being is we're, we're taking in so much stimuli all of the time. We're noticing so much. We are 
just so in tuned with the fine, finer details all around us. You know, we're noticing the bright lights and the scents and the small, like, movements people are making, like, facial expression changes and nonverbal cues and all sorts of things. So we are processing a ton all of the time, and we may not realize it because it's just, like, second nature to us, but that's why it become very easy for us to get overwhelmed is because we're already taking in so much and honestly it can be totally exhausting. So before I knew that I was a highly sensitive person I just always knew that I got stressed out and overwhelmed more easily than some of the people around me. And for me that what this really how this manifests the most in my life is if I have like a packed schedule, if I have a lot on my plate that week or something like that and someone asks me to do one more thing or I'm in the middle of something and I'm kind of, you know, in the zone and then someone asks me to just kind of stop what I'm doing and pick up another project, like I may not show that to them, but I am usually feeling a bit stressed. I get kind of agitated. I feel like my time has been hijacked for me. I feel anxious and I, I feel resentful sometimes because I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, why do I have to do everything? You know, I get, I get all wound up sometimes. So that's how overwhelm really shows up for me. So I invite you to kind of take a moment to think about like what scenarios make you feel the most overwhelmed and how does overwhelm show up for you? Like what does it feel like in your body and, and how does your mood change? So does it make you feel angry, frustrated, anxious, resentful? Maybe it's all of the above. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a mix of all of the things. So we all, it kind of is going to manifest for each of us in a slightly different way. And there's going to be things that trigger some of us that don't trigger others. But what I really want to start off with here and really drive home, and that this is really going to be the basis of everything I talk about, is just remember to have some compassion for yourself. Remember to not judge yourself for getting overwhelmed sometimes and not, you know, being always in a grounded, peaceful state. Like, you're human and it's natural that you're going to feel, you know, get some anxiety at times and that's okay. So I just want to start off with that as like, it's totally normal and totally human to to feel this way sometimes and to not handle things as perfectly and as smoothly as you should. I think when we can always come from a place of self-compassion and self-acceptance, we can get so much further. Um, we don't get so hung up on how we think things should be because we are giving ourselves grace and remembering that we're just a human being. So... With that being said, it's kind of crazy. It's super fitting that this was the topic I chose for the very first month of this membership because I don't think I've had a crazier time in my life in a long time. So I, I'm getting married in October, so I'm wedding planning. And, you know, we have a month and a half left until our wedding, so it's down to the wire. And you know what? Why not start my dream membership at the same time that I'm planning my wedding? Like... Heck, that sounds like a good idea. And then not to mention, uh, I got a promotion in my day job, which is amazing, but it was totally out of left field, at least from my vantage point. I just wasn't expecting it. 
And with that promotion becomes uh, double the work or, you know, it's a lot more responsibility on my plate. So I'm really juggling a lot right now and I'm getting the most perfect opportunity to really practice what I preach and not get to a place of being totally burnt out and overwhelmed. And let me tell you, it's hard work. It's it's not easy because my natural state really wants to freak out and be like, Alyssa, what are you thinking? You are literally crazy. Like, why are you putting all this onto your plate right now? Like, why would you do that? But I'm doing it because all of these things are things that I've kind of chosen to have in my life and they're all blessings. So I'm going with it and I'm enjoying the ride as much as I can and I'm using the tools that I'm about to share with you. So what I find really important for highly sensitive people and from what I've read from Dr. Elaine Aaron's book, The Highly Sensitive Person, is that it's actually healthy for us to be exposed to arousing overwhelming situations to an extent. So if we're spending way too much time retreated and we're, we're not like being stimulated in environments and having the opportunity to self-soothe, if we're just like playing it really safe and avoiding all the, all of the time, we actually do ourselves a huge disservice because we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to self-regulate. We get so used to such a low level of arousal that if we were to go out into an overwhelming situation, we would totally freak out and not know how to handle it because we would be so habituated to just not really handle much stimulation or conflict or anything like that. So it is really important actually that we, we are okay with putting ourselves in uh, situations that could be deemed stressful or overwhelming because it's giving us the opportunity to flex a muscle and you know, self-regulate, like I said. So that's, I thought that was really interesting actually to read from her. And I really appreciate that because one of the things I hate the most is the idea that sensitive people have to hide out from the world and we can't manage and things like that. I just do not subscribe to that, that thought process at all. And I want, you know, us to feel empowered and able to completely function amazingly in normal society. I think we just sometimes need different tools. So on that note then, with being a highly sensitive person, it's really, really, really important for us to take good care of ourselves. What we need to do is have a good baseline of health and wellness in order for us to be able to manage in a healthy manner in overwhelming situations. So basically, it's about taking good care of yourself and being preventative instead of being on the defense. You want to be taking good care of yourself so that you can show up better and not be so taken down by difficult things. So this is like the most basic, basic level. This means as a highly sensitive person, you're getting enough sleep every night because you know And I know when you're not getting enough sleep, it's so much easier for you to get knocked off your rocker and it's so much easier to feel frustrated and anxious and it's just, you know, it's already, it gets you in a bad state. So number one, super basic, get enough sleep and then eat well. (laughs) Like 
yes, I believe in indulging and I believe in treating yourself and not being super restrictive. That's a whole other um, audio I'll have to talk about some other time, but it's really, really, really important to be eating good foods for your body. For me personally, this means I don't eat very much sugar. Why? Because it um, exacerbates my anxiety. It makes me feel just a little bit on edge. I don't sleep as well. So I really try to be mindful of what I'm putting into my body for the most part because it does have a direct effect on how I show up in my life and how I feel mentally. And I want to feel good mentally and I want to show up my best self. So that's a major priority is eating well. And then another thing, you know, part of the taking good care of yourself is movement, exercise. And I would say this is probably one of the hardest things for me. I've I've never been somebody who like loves to work out or anything like that. It's not my favorite thing to do, but boy, I can tell a difference when I do work out versus when I'm not working out. It's like my mental state is so much better when I just move, even if it's like a walk for 20 or 30 minutes. Like if you're if you don't have exercise as a normal part of your routine, I highly, highly recommend adding it in, even on a small scale, even if you're just stretching, just do something to move your body because it can really help you get all of that pent up energy out and it can just, it it really helps your mental state. And by having the good baseline practice in our life and just feeling good at a basic level, it really preps us to handle everything else just with a little bit more grace and ease. It's just one thing that is setting us up for success. And the last thing I'll say on that note is meditation. I love meditation. It's changed my life. It is essential, essential to my life. Like I would not be a sane person without it. So if you don't have a meditation practice in your life, if it's been hard for you to commit that's something we can definitely dive into deeper in this membership. And I will be recording a meditation each month. So if you haven't gotten into the practice of meditation, my hope is that by having an audio provided for you each month, just to give it a shot, maybe it'll help you incorporate it into your life. Because what I love about meditation and what's really been such a game changer for me is that it helps me to not be so attached to my thoughts. So I used to have this idea about meditation that like, if I did it, then I would never be anxious anymore. And I would always be chill and peaceful and zen. And I wish that was the case, but it's not. But what it does do for me is gives me the awareness that I am not my thoughts, that I can, I'm the one creating my thoughts. And because I'm the one creating them, I don't have to attach to them. So that helps me in moments of overwhelm because I can catch myself getting into this whole story where I'm feeling super anxious and I'm just about to freak out because I just cannot handle one more thing on my plate. And because of my meditation practice, when I get to a a state, I can stop myself and be like, Alyssa, that's not true. Like, you're fine. You're going to get it all done. You always get it all done. And whatever doesn't get done, it's okay. Life goes on. I'm able to catch myself. And that's been major. That has been huge. It's helped me an immense amount in my journey as a human being. So if you don't meditate, definitely recommend getting into meditation. 
The next thing I want to share that is kind of on that same vein of meditation, it's about mindfulness and it's this practice that I got from my friend Sarah. So what my friend Sarah has or has taught me about is what she calls anchor points. So what anchor points are, are just like a part of your body that you put all of your awareness and attention on. So I like this practice for when I'm feeling overwhelmed or, you know, even before I'm overwhelmed when I'm just like working on something. I like to use this practice of anchor points. So the way you would do this is you choose a part of your body that you just want to put all of your focus on. So for me, I like to focus on my foot. So say I'm putting on my makeup or I'm washing the dishes. I'm going to focus all of my attention on what my foot feels like on the ground. What does the energy feel like in my foot? What does, you know, what does it feel like to just be standing there? And it's just a simple way to put all of your awareness on one thing. I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm just feeling what it feels like to be an alive human being. And this, what does this one body part of mine feel like? And it's, you know, it sounds silly maybe or kind of different, but I really like that as a practice. It's kind of, it's a mindfulness of sorts because I'm just focusing on one thing and it's kind of slowing the chattering in my mind and it's just anchoring me into the present moment, the reality that I'm just a human being here right now and the overwhelm and the craziness around me, it's all just something I'm kind of creating in my mind. When we're struggling with overwhelm, like, yes, yes, we are getting overstimulated. Yes, we we are having sensations in our body, but it's a result of our minds telling us this story that we're not safe, that things are crazy, that we're out of control, that, you know, we're not, it's not going to be okay. And that's all just a story. You know, that's not actually what's happening. It's the story that we're creating in our mind. So when you have the, a mindfulness practice, when you have a meditation practice, and you can separate from that, it's major. It really, it's really like kind of a groundbreaking thing to be like, wow, I don't have to suffer right now. I don't have to feel completely crazy and out of control. Instead, I can anchor into my body. I can feel what this feels like in my body and I don't have to be so attached to it. So let's dive a little deeper into that actually. That's kind of where I want to go with this. So like I kind of brought up in the beginning, what does overwhelm feel like for you and where do you feel it in your body? Like physically, where does it live in your body? Is it in your chest? Is it in your stomach? Is it in your throat? What does it feel like? Does it feel like your neck is getting tensed up? Do you get a headache? Wherever it shows up in your body, when you feel those moments of overwhelm, practice just noticing it from a body point of view. So instead of like listening to the story that's running in your mind over and over and over again, try just noticing, simply noticing what the energy feels like in your body. Let's say it's tightness in your chest. Your chest feels tight. Just detach that tight chest feeling from the story in your mind, the thoughts you keep thinking of, oh my gosh, I don't have time for this. Oh my gosh, I can't handle one more thing. Instead, let that take a back seat and just 
feel into that feeling in your chest and just notice it and just let it be there. A lot of times we kind of make things worse for ourselves because we try to push things away. We try to push our feelings away. We don't want to feel the uncomfortable feelings, so we try to push it. What these feelings of overwhelm and anxiety are, are just energy moving through our body. It's just an energetic reaction to thoughts that we're having. And when we can just simply notice and feel the energy in our body without attaching to the story of it and getting all wound up and freaked out, when we can just feel what it simply feels like in our body, notice that it's there, not judge it, and not judge ourselves for feeling that way. Oh my gosh, we can really release some of that power and hold it has on us because it's just a feeling. We're just a human being uh, in a day in our lives and we are having this sensation in our body that maybe makes us feel a little uncomfortable, that has a story attached to it, but it's all what we make it. It's all what we make it. So I hope this doesn't sound like too woo or too, too out there, but I just, when I started learning this stuff, it really was such a game changer for me. And it's one of those things that you have to practice because my natural state of reaction is to respond with frustration or resentment or anxiety and want to push away the uncomfortable feeling. But when I have the awareness to separate from it, it really feels, it really makes such a difference for me. It just takes away the pressure and it just feels better. So, of course, we are still going to have times where we're just way too overwhelmed. We're just over aroused, we're feeling crazy, and we just cannot take it. So, if we're doing all of the prep work, we're trying to keep our body healthy, we're meditating, we're exercising, we are not judging ourselves. Most importantly, remember, no judging yourself for feeling this way. It's okay, you're human. If we're doing all of those things, we can still get to those moments where we just feel like we cannot take it. And that's okay. That is human. So I want to share some steps with you that you can use when you feel overwhelmed and you just need to get back to feeling a little bit better. So one of the things I really like to do is to reframe the situation so when you're feeling freaked out, a lot of times it's coming from fear, right? Like you're afraid of a certain outcome happening. You're afraid you don't have enough time, so you're going to mess up the project and it's not going to be good enough. Or you're afraid you're going to miss something important because you're so busy that you just can't focus well enough. We're always afraid of something. So if we practice reframing, we can... So let's say this. So you're feeling overwhelmed about a deadline reframe it and remind yourself of something similar that's happened in the past that has worked out for you. You want to notice what's familiar and friendly. I love this idea of focusing on what you do want to happen instead of what you don't want to happen. That's actually one of my favorite mantras that really, really helps me. So a reframe could be instead of focusing on what you're so afraid of happening and the worst case scenario, why not try focusing on what you want to happen? You're going to have the amount, same amount of time passed either way. So why not try to pass that time by focusing on something good that you hope is going to happen? And if it ends up not happening that way, deal with it then. But don't 
add more anxiety and stress to yourself by assuming the worst before it has even happened. Another thing that I really like to do, which I kind of already touched on, is to repeat a phrase or a mantra that you can associate with inner calm and have it be something that you can return back to when you get distracted. So I like to repeat to myself, focus on what you do want instead of what you don't want. I like to say, let it be fun, let it be easy, because to me that invites the idea that I can have more fun and I don't have to feel anxious and overwhelmed. Um, I like the mantra of I am grounded and I am at ease and sometimes it takes a while for me to actually believe that but that is one that I really like. Another great tool that I learned from Gabby Bernstein is called Peace Begins With Me. So when you do this practice, you're going to touch your thumb to each of your other fingers on your hand. So for instance, you'll take your thumb and you'll touch it to your pinky and you'll say peace. And then you'll go to your ring finger and you'll say begins. You'll go to your middle finger with, and then you'll go to your pointer finger, me. And you'll just repeat that peace begins with me peace begins with me and you'll touch each finger and you can do that for a minute or however long you need to and it kind of centers you it kind of is like using that anchor that i told you about you're just kind of feeling into your body and you're just removing yourself for just a little bit from the inner chatter so that's another good one Another thing that I like and I always recommend is to witness yourself from the outside and see yourself with loving eyes. So practice witnessing your over arousal. When you're, say you're freaking out over a project that you have due or um, you're feeling like you're under a time crunch, take a moment and like pretend you're out of your body and you're looking down at yourself as if you're like God looking down on you with loving eyes and just see how like you're just a human and you're just trying your best. And yes, you're tired and you're feeling stressed and just look at yourself with so much compassion and think about all the amazing, wonderful things that you do and how hard you try and how good your heart is. And just try to see yourself from that point of view and it really makes you soften towards yourself and not be so hard on yourself and give yourself some grace and just it kind of helps you remember like hey it's okay that I'm freaking out and it's okay that I have all of this stuff going on and either way I'm gonna be okay. I also like the idea of having a an open expanded mind towards the situation and just really seeing it again from more of a witnessing standpoint, not being so attached to what's currently going on and not being so in it, but instead kind of like removing yourself and seeing the situation for what it is and what part you're kind of playing in it with your mindset and just seeing it from a more distant place. So those are kind of like the mental things that you can do to help yourself in, in those moments. And then I'll touch on some physical things you can do as well. So depending on what the situation is, you can physically leave if that works, if that's an option for you. So if you're at a party that's just not working for you and you're overstimulated and overwhelmed, maybe you can leave. If you can't completely leave, maybe you can excuse yourself for a bathroom break and 
take a moment to breathe and just reconnect to yourself. Physically leaving the situation, if possible, sometimes is what you need to do. You can also close your eyes. Just sometimes it takes away all of the outside stimuli. You're not looking at anything. You're just closing your eyes and just being with yourself for a moment. If you have time, maybe you can meditate for five or ten minutes. That's something I love to do. You can do EFT tapping. You can turn to the tapping video that I created for this month. Those are physical tools that you can use. You can also go outside depending what time of the year it is, where you live. Maybe you can ground yourself into the green grass and just feel yourself be connected to the earth and listen to the birds and the wind and just be just be present and be here now that is incredibly soothing another thing you can do get in some water take a bath from what i've read and experienced as a highly sensitive person water is like really really good for sensitive people for some reason many of us just really feel such a connection and feel so soothed by it so get yourself in some water take a hot shower just reconnect with yourself and just disconnect from the crazy Another one that I really, really like is simple. It's adjusting your posture to have a more relaxed and confident composure about yourself because our minds imitate our bodies. So if you notice yourself in moments of overwhelm, like you should notice if you're kind of leaning forward, that kind of indicates that you're in a rush and, you know, you're just feeling tense. So could you relax your body a little bit more? Could you breathe a little bit slower and put your shoulders back and maybe even put a smile on your face even if you don't feel like it? Because like I said, the mind imitates the body. So if you kind of give the impression to your mind that, hey, everything's good, I'm confident, I've got this, there's a good chance that your mind will follow suit and you'll kind of start to relax and just feel a little bit better. So those are just some of the things that you can do. Those are some of my favorites. You can also go for a walk, go exercise. You can do breath work. There's so many things. But I really, really hope that some of these tools helped. And I hope the idea of getting ahead of it and having a good self-care practice really sticks with you because I think that's the most important thing is just knowing how to take really good care of yourself so you're not spending so much time on the defense trying to get away from the overwhelming feelings, but instead you're kind of preventing them as much as you can. But also, it's also really about just having compassion with yourself and loving yourself so much in these these moments where you're not acting and feeling the way that you would like to feel because the moment we resist it and judge ourselves, that's the moment that we just completely make things worse and harder on ourselves honor and give yourself grace and be compassionate with yourself. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic and I'd love to hear how the meditations go for you and the EFT tapping and I really hope that this helps you and makes a difference and just remember that peace begins with you and you can always, always, always return to a grounded, peaceful state. It's just really about separating yourself and remembering that you're creating your own experience and it's always our decision to get back to a place of feeling good. So until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for joining me. 
If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.